0: Welcome into to the Canucks and Pucks podcast. I'm once again your host Matthew Zader and I'm joined in by my co-host Dan. Uh, how are you doing today Dan? I'm pretty good. How are you doing Matt? I'm doing good. Canucks hockey's back so I mean yeah. it's always good. <laughs> Excited. Um, Happy yeah. about it. It's great. Uh, Canucks had two games uh, in quick succession against the Edmonton Oilers back to back. Um you know, the way they split the goaltending. Uh, one thing I want to say first, just off the bat here, mm-hmm. uh, everyone that's saying that Brayden Holpe the starter is totally wrong. Um, yep. I want to say that just right off the bat. Um, they were talking about, on the first game, Anthony Stewart on uh, Hockey Night in Canada, saying that hope taking the job. And I'm like, no. It's it's a split. I mean, they're both the starters. As much as I mean, Demko allowed five goals but uh, it wasn't that he's the worst of the goaltenders.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's the first thing I want to say. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the Canucks actually played pretty well in the first game. Uh, they had some first, – first, I want to talk about Niels Hoglander is the first thing. Um, you know, everyone was saying about him not being big enough for the NHL, but he's sure shown a lot in the first two games. What do you think about him?
1: Well, first of all, he's stocky and he's skilled. So he can, he can fight off a lot more checks for someone his size versus um, a Jack Hughes or something, not trying to make a comparable in that sense, just in terms of size. Um, Reminds me actually a lot of uh, Martin St. Louis, to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not saying he'll ever have a hall of fame career like that. I, I, again, I'm just, but that's kind of the, the, the the way, what he reminds me of. He's, he's allowing his talent to come through and, You know, Travis Green was, you know, said it best after game one. He was thrilled with his um, ability to, to on both ends of the ice and he didn't look out of place and he's going to have more of those games than he is going to have of the other games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second game, he had a couple defensive lapses, I'd say maybe, but I mean, he's still a rookie he's still learning the game too so yeah but yeah, he's done yeah, exactly a lot more positive things in the first couple mm-hmm. uh than negative and he he's everyone's kind of surprised by him i haven't been surprised since he was drafted watching him in the swedish elite league um, watching him at the world juniors all that i saw an nhl future in him i thought he's he's got the brain he's got the work ethic and i wasn't surprised at all at what he's doing so, well,
1: I, I don't think anybody doubted there's an NHL future in his, in his, it's just where, well, where are they going to, and how is it going to settle out and where are you going to mm-hmm. fit in? I mean, I think, you know, you mentioned uh, one person and again, the good news, you know, the beauty of this is that they're all opinions, right? So, yeah. you know, opinions don't translate into facts, um, you know, facts bear themselves out. Uh, and, um, you know, I think, I think the problem is is that we have a lot of experienced individuals we're drawing upon, honestly, like 20, 30 years of kind of experience in this. And, and yeah. now we've, we're 15 years into this new NHL with, uh, you know, with the opening of the speed and, and the penalties, players adjusting, that sort of thing. I think the thing that's really interesting is that the team's. So, so uh, you know, I'm listening to the radio and that everyone's like, oh, the Cox are going to have to address their their top six depth. They're going to have to address their top six depth. Well, the f- first thing is, and I know we'll talk about it later, but JT Miller is out of the lineup. Like, it's, it, it makes such a difference yeah. when that happens. And, and no offense, but that's like taking, um, you know, and, and I don't know if you want to call him your second best player or how you want to do it, but but you're taking – he was their leading scorer last year yeah um and you're taking out at least one of your top three players so you know and 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 I want to talk about this and about the game the second game and that too but but you know he's back in a week now and just get through this weekend with the flames and see if you can get that split and and you know this is this is how it is I mean Edmonton Edmonton came out in game two, like it was game six, you know, our season's on the line. If we do not win this game we're we're in real trouble guys. And, and I, and I thought that that was, um, you know, Vancouver didn't match that intensity. They didn't match that, that, that drive, but in game one, Vancouver came out and played a really solid game. And in this case, Nils Hoglander, it's a full circle, Nils Hoglander just, just rolled. Like he just picked up where he left off in the Swedish elite league. He picked up where he left off in, in camp. He, you know, he's, he's playing like the the difference with this, these camps compared to other training camps for almost all the teams is that in, in this camp, it was mostly NHL players that you're playing. Like that was the beauty of this camp is like very, there were very few, you know, players that would either be sent down or or whatever. So Hoglander came in and I think it, you know, again, it it does surprise people when, when these young guys come in and and make an impact and, and, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. And when the Canucks get JT Miller back, let's hope it's not too, too, um, doesn't take him too long to get going. Um, But uh, that was, you know, to me, Nils Hoglander really complemented the two lines, and when they're going, Canucks are hard to stop. Horvat had yeah. a goal, Hoglander had a goal, so there's your second line. Bohor, Brock Besser had two goals in the first game, and Adam Gaudet, the third line center. So they got scoring yeah. from all three of their top nine, which is kind of should be the norm for them. You know, they haven't gotten any uh, scoring yet from the defense. That's you're not going to hold Quinn Hughes off the score sheet forever um got a few and, assists, and, so. yeah and he got two assists so um you know I, i'm not I'm, I'm not concerned about the connects like everyone else they have coming I mean, they they've addressed some portions i'm not a big fan of travis hammock right now i have no, to be no yeah i want to talk
0: about him but yeah,
1: yeah i right now anyways it's only but again he didn't have a camp so i
0: that's true yeah i mean no
1: offense I, this is pissing me off, and we'll talk about yeah. that too, but but let's finish up with Nils Hoglander. I don't think anybody should really be surprised. The kid's been solid throughout his, his, his whole entire career. Why would that change um, at the NHL? And, and it showed, and I think the Oilers' lack of depth and their inconsistency showed as well, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Nils Hoglander to come in and, and fill that, and I don't think it's as bad as, as everyone makes it out to be.
0: Well, the thing is, too, is then you look at uh, the second game. I mean, Connor McDavid is an all-world player. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Um, when he gets going and rolling, you can't stop that guy. I mean, it doesn't matter well, what team it is. What? You that's know?
1: like any player who gets going. Nathan McKinnon. I mean, they are, they are the they are the 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 avalanche went off on the Blues in game two, right? And yeah. McCar McKinnon, they had three, four points, right? Any of these top-line players, no offense, but Pedersen – in game two and i'm not trying to make excuses because i do want to talk about game one but in game two petterson had two broken sticks and two posts yeah so so i mean what if those don't break and and now we have the petterson versus mcdavid show right and yeah. i'm not saying that 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 take away from connor because it's his 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 goal off the rush on the power play was ridiculous like yeah. it was just so good i mean and he's so fun to watch like I hate the Oilers, but every time he gets the puck, you're just like, oh, he's so good. And you, you want to cheer him because he's just so good at the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, like you said, when players like that get going, it's, 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 it's hard to stop them. Yet in game one, guess what the Canucks did? They shut they him down. them down. Yeah, and yeah. if it was for Leon Dreisaitl, the Oilers wouldn't have been in those games. So, you know, like, like we, we can, we can sit here and, and, and pick, pick, pick and choose in that. But I think your comment about McDavid is really solid, Matt, because yeah, when a guy like that is going and he's feeling it, it's the same with Crosby. It's the same, was the same with Gretzky. It's the same with all of the greats. And, and you can't say, you can't
0: say that Connor didn't, you know, wasn't there. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if you can't stop, I mean, he's one of those guys that can just, he can be a one man show. It doesn't matter what the other team, what the other team, <laughs> I mean, what the rest of his team is doing. Right. And he basically won that game for him. Yeah. I, I, mean,
1: I, I want to, men- and I want to mention that too. Like, like people, again, I don't care. I think one thing that came, became very clear in the first two games is the Canucks have depth and will score goals. They will. Like I know they got held off and they had some chances and the Oilers played a lot harder than the Canucks did. Canucks can still score. The Oilers are really two players. No offense to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. No offense to, you know, anybody else who's on that team, they're Conor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and they will go as far as those guys go. If they don't score goals, they won't win. And the other thing is, is Koskinen played the second game and played a lot better. Like they're exactly as advertised. Lack of depth, suspect defense and goaltending, but when Connor and Leon are going, Edmonton can probably beat anybody. That's how good those two players are. Edmonton came as advertised. I think Vancouver yeah. came as advertised. People were a little worried about the depth. People a little worried about the defense. I think the defense was just fine. Like you said, when Conrad McDavid gets a hat-trick and he's going, are you going to sit there and crap all over the defense? Quinn no. Hughes shut him out in game one. So yeah. they made adjustments and, you know, good on them, but... I think both teams came as advertised, and I think you know Vancouver's going to show that they're uh, they're going to be one of the top teams and probably vie for the division.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, on that uh, topic of depth, it's a good segue into it. Is uh, one of those guys that are going to be should be part of that depth is Jake Bertanen. Um, I just want him traded. His first two games, <sighs> I mean, he's on the top line the first game. Uh, he's slated to go, we'll do a preview later on, but he's slated to go on the top line again uh, for the third game against Calgary here. Um, you know what? I have not been impressed. I have not been impressed by him in his first two. In camp, he wasn't the best either. Why does this, why, and we've talked about Bertan on and on. We want him to succeed. We want him to do the stuff. But his work ethic just remains suspect. And Well,
1: he's, he's the Dallas Stars. He, he, if he really cares, he's a force and he's hard to stop when he doesn't care. And, and you, No offense. You could see it these first two games. He's going through the motions. Right now, someone's got to take him to the side and said, you and this team, we cannot afford to go through the motions. You cannot ride the coattails of Pedersen and Besser. You have to help that line. right and if you're not helping that line you're hurting that line and you're hurting the you're hurting your team and it got to the point where he was dropped to the fourth line I believe and they moved uh Roussel up to that line or Mott I believe even got a shift up there so yeah so I I think that that it's um and again this is just an opinion but I, I I I I just the wildly inconsistent Jake hurts because what I noticed, even remember last year in the playoffs, he didn't start game one. He came in game two was very like, you know, like, you know, they won the game, but he just wasn't there. And then all of a sudden something clicked in game three versus the wild. And he was pretty consistent and engaged in the playoffs. After that, they need him engaged. Now, if if you can get on a run to start a season, And, and push yourself through. And that's going to be a lot harder team. It's going to be harder for teams to get on runs because you're playing these back-to-backs or, or three games in a row with the same team. It's hard to get on a run like that. Very, very different season this year, but yeah, Jake is, is wildly inconsistent. Uh, I, you know, like you said, you want him to do well. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can put him on any other line other than the third line. And, you know, I heard someone say today maybe they should put Berchi up on the second line and, and move Hoglander up. Or, or I, I listen, I'm actually for that move right now. Yeah. I really am because I know that Berchi can play with Bo Horvat and, you know, he can play with Patterson. And he, and as, as, you know, horrible defensively as he is, um, I think Sven Berchy can score you goals and, and may provide a little more stability. And he knows how to play at the NHL until JT Miller gets back and, and throw Jake Virtanen down on the third line with Godet who, you know, I, I, later I want to talk about, because I think Godet has been one of Vancouver's best yeah. players through the first two games.
0: Yeah. Um, let's move into that, because he's another part of the depth that the Canucks are going to be re- uh, relying upon this season um, is Adam Godet and I still have to get used to his new number um yeah. number ninety six rather than the eighty eight. Like Pavel, old Pavel uh, old, yeah. old ninety six. <laughs> he had that only for like one or two seasons, right? It, it wasn't was that
1: well, it was two? It was two seasons, and yeah. then he went back to
0: ten. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah and I just have to get used to that number because I'm like, well, where's that Goddett? But uh, Nate Schmidt has the number eighty eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, and, and, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Goddett's a. Uh, He's been good in the first two games here. And, and the thing is, is, you know, we t- early in the training camp, we talk, talked about, talked to him about, uh, you know, his stomach issues that he had, and they actually figured that out. And he can actually gain weight and get some strength on, on his frame, which is great. And uh, I think, I mean, Godette's going to be a big part of this team uh, moving forward, and he has been one of the best, like you said.
1: Jake should look at Adam Godette's engine and motor. Yes. Because he's – Adam Gaudet doesn't stop. No. He scored a beautiful goal in game one. Um, and, you know, uh, and again, that was the game where Vancouver got contributions from all of their lines, and lo and behold, they win the game. I mean, this isn't rocket science, right? Vancouver needs that. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about the power play, but Adam Gaudet just – he makes the team so much better. And, and having that depth, he's – He's taking his role and his responsibilities more seriously. I know they want to get him on the, the, the penalty kill, but I think Adam Gaudette's been one of Vancouver's best players through two games. I think he's he's played really well. He's, he's you know, he's, he's engaged. He's hitting on the boards, you know, and for a guy that everyone says, oh, he's only 175 pounds, maybe he is, but you know what? he looks a little bigger and he's hitting a lot bigger than that. And he's, and he's bouncing people off the puck. And I think that those are good, two good signs to start. And that third line um, is, it has been, and in in parts been one of their better lines. There was a shift in game one where that third line had Edmonton just hemmed in their zone yeah. and they, they couldn't get out and they kept getting chances. And, and, and uh, you know, finally Koskinen, I think was able to, um, hang on to the puck but um they he's been really good
0: yeah and his face off uh, this is early sample size but uh his face is just a little under 50 percent so uh he hasn't taken a ton of face offs but that's that's encouraging that he can get around that 50 percent uh yeah. face off efficiency that's yeah. that's better for his line for puck possession which well that well that kills
1: and that killed Vancouver in the second game. Was was uh, Bo Horvat was terrible in the faceoff circle, right? I mean, yeah. I mean faceoffs are so important, and you know, I, I wish they had found a way to keep Manny um, on on board because you know he's such a good faceoff coach. But you know, in his career, but um, no, I, I think that's a really good point about Adam Gaudet. Is it, it helps that third line so that they don't have to play in their zone, and and they, you know, they they are you know a bigger line. I thought Zach McEwen played pretty darn good for just you know you don't expect goals from him you just expect him to be solid and I think Zach McEwen was solid for the Vancouver Canucks I thought he he just you know he played played hockey and you know he was he was as good as as
0: Zach can be yeah and if you want to dive a little deeper into the analytics uh God that's actually the 71.4 Corsi percentage which is See, that's quite, why I rely pretty on pretty good, you right? Matt that's why I rely <laughs> on you Matt so I, yeah, I mean, again, small sample size, but, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Pretty high course. So that's good. Um, yeah, if that third line can be a, be a type of line that can keep uh, teams in their own zone and, you know, that's the thing depth is going to be massive this season and all three lines can contribute like that template of the first game is what you want the Canucks to be doing every game. Uh, I, think, I think all the time, but.
1: yeah, but I think you'll see it like seventy-five percent of the time. I really do. I think they'll yeah. win more games than they lose. I think that's more. And I think, again, you know, um, you know, Pedersen is not going to be held off the score sheet. Um, again, two broken sticks, two posts. Like he's not going to be held off the score sheet, and eventually he'll get going. And we already we can see Besser's going, Horvat's going, Hoglander's going, Godet's going. Quinn Hughes, you know, is, is going, um, you know, uh, they're, they already started off. They've got something to prove. They got a chip on their shoulder. I'm disappointed that they didn't match the Oilers compete level in game two, but I'm not disappointed at all. Both those teams are kind of who they are, but I think Edmonton will lose more than they'll win because it's very hard to win with two players versus a team that has more depth. And I know I, again, This is an unpopular or this is an opinion that people go, you're just an idiot, Dan. No, no, the the Canucks have way more depth than anyone gives them credit for. One game against the Oilers where Connor McDavid goes off does not mean that the Canucks don't have depth. It means that the Oilers played a little more desperate. The Canucks didn't match that. And Connor McDavid reaped the benefits and scored a hat trick. and You know, look at game one, that's probably more the norm that you're going to see for this team where you're not going to worry about it and you're going to go, wow, the Canucks step, you know, through their, through their drafting and, and such has really paid off. I mean, again, Olio Olevi has a great game one, like a great game one. Yeah. He has a, he has a, he has a subpar game too. And JD Burks, he's not going to stay in the NHL unless he controls his gaps. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's one guy. I just, I can't disagree more with his opinions. I, yeah. I, I honestly can't even stand listening to him at this point because his takes are so ridiculous. Like they're so insanely just off the wall. And, and I don't know if it's, if it's because he just, he slighted or what I got no clue, but Olio Olevi is fine. Olio oh, Levy yeah. is just fine. The Canucks have this depth that, that they brought in. Um, and they're going to be fine. So nobody needs to to worry about it. Nobody needs to be upset about it.
0: Relax. Vancouver will win more games than they lose. Yeah. Um again, i uh, Corsi for your was 65. Um, so there you go. Like <laughs> this is how tell- I'm just being honest. Like, like, like it's I think people stat. don't,
1: yeah. And it, it isn't just about the stats. It's you can eye test and match them up with the stats. And you know, yeah, there were some 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 areas where Yo Levy struggled in game two. Again, the Oilers up their game. The Canucks didn't match it. It showed. Yeah. If you don't think that that's gonna happen or you can't handle that as a fan, that they're not gonna they're not gonna have they're gonna not gonna have nights like that. Like if they can't have a night like that, then I think you need to choose another sport.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's part of hockey. Every team goes through it. There isn't yeah. one team, and again, the Colorado avalanche, they had that game in game one versus St. Louis. Their power play goes off in game two and, and they smoke them eight to nothing. So just everyone step back from the ledge. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with the players. They're going to go through this. Yeah. Probably by game. I think game 15 is a better judge marker of where, how the season will end.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And the thing is, is, the depth was, I don't think the depth is a question, especially when you get seen Nails-Hoglinder. And the thing is, too, we don't, JT Miller hasn't played a game yet. And that's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And he's
1: back in a week, folks. Just so you know, one week has now passed because it was last Monday. So a week and a couple days, but he'll be back in a week. Yeah. So he's only out for another, what, one, two, three, four, five games. Right. So, so just, you know, the connects will probably go three and two in those games, maybe they go two, two and one or whatever it is, keep their heads afloat. JT Miller comes back. They get them back on that line. Everything is fine. Just, yeah. it's fine folks. And and by the way, just again, just to help people understand this, remember game one where Brock Besser scored two goals and his shot was back. And again, we'll go full circle to Nils Hoglander and Adam Gaudet and Bull Horvat scores. And wow, the Canucks have scoring depth throughout their lineup. Connor McDavid, I guess I can't help this. Connor McDavid goes off and and Vancouver has a bad game and oh, they don't have depth now. Like it's the short-term memory in this market and with these fans and no offense, but especially certain members of the media just astounds me. Literally, literally astounds me because I understand that you can only go off the last game that they played, but there are so many factors that go into it. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, so for Thatcher Demko, right. I know you want to talk about this. So let's talk about Thatcher Demko yeah. and Hopey here.
0: Yeah. And uh, that's, that was a big thing. I kind of got from the first game when Holpe started and I mentioned it before about saying, well, he won the starting job. He didn't win anything. I mean, hopey's a great, he played a great first game. Uh, that's nothing. I, I mean, he was horrible. He was great in the first game. Demko wasn't, horrible in the second game
1: no he made some 10 bell he was saves great. actually
0: though first that first shift yeah. he made yeah. two ridiculous yeah. saves yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean there's nothing wrong with dr demko I agree. just because he lost the game doesn't mean all of a sudden Hopey's your starter um,
1: for for all those for all those millennials and younger people out there that listen to this and don't understand this saying, um, you know, and if you don't know this process, um, there's a saying, the cream always rises to the top. And and what that means is, is when you're milking a cow and, and you, you put all the milk in, eventually, if you were to just leave it, the cream will, because it's not as dense as the milk, it rises to the top. Yeah. And that's, a lot of people say, that's the best part of, of the milk, the cream. Um, and that's that's, you know, the cream will rise. And I have no doubt that Thatcher Demko by the end of this season will be their number one, no doubt. But they have a very capable backup goalie that will be able to, to handle that. Or if you want to go and not say backup, but just say a 1B starter because you have two starters this year, Yeah, fine then. Vancouver's fine. Like That's not going to be an issue. And again, people who are like, I think you mentioned, um, or I'm not sure if it was Anthony Stewart that was like, oh, yeah, Brady Holby Holtby got the job. No, he hasn't. It's been two yeah. games. He hasn't got yeah, the job. It's not like Calgary, where if Markstrom goes down, like they're in trouble. Yeah. So you know, and 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 so anyway, so that's that's kind of my my take on that, and I think we're we're of the same opinion. Yeah, I went off
0: on that uh, when he said, it. "I'm like, you know, what? It, it's just because he started the first game doesn't mean he he won the job. He's a starter. Demko's just the backup. He's not. They're both there. one A one B is going to be the case all throughout." They need to split the starts anyway for this season um, because of how condensed it is. So, yeah, the goaltending is no issues. And if everyone's freaking out goaltending controversy this early, step back and it's not there. <laughs> this, this isn't the playoffs. It's not a seven-game series. It's
1: 56 games. We're only two games in. There's 54 more games to go. Yes, every game is important. Yes, every game's a four-pointer. Like, I get that. I don't want to take away from – from the concerns because there are some concerns. Yeah. I'm just saying that based on the first two games, uh, both teams kind of have shown who they are and they're exactly who most people think they are. And Vancouver has depth. You don't, you're the, here's the thing. The Oilers are not going to get three goals from dry settle and McDavid every night. In no. fact, uh, you know, it's it's not going to happen. So how many games can they win without their depth player scoring for them? Right. Yeah. And I, I just think that those are things that are really important. I mean, the Oilers got – remember, they got actually goals from Adam Larson, which blew me away, and uh, Darnell Nurse, you yeah. know, and Ryan Nugent Ryan Hopkins got them a goal there the other night. Like, like those are things that, that you know, uh, I'm not sure how much depth that they can rely on, and you, you need depth, but you're not going to go far with just two players. And Van- you, if people want to know why Vancouver got to the second round last year, Besser was scoring. Horvat was scoring. Pedersen was scoring. Hughes was scoring. Yeah. Uh, Miller was scoring. Jake had some goals. Tyler Mott. Tyler Mott had goals. it yeah. um, scored some key goals. You know, I, that's how you win, folks. Depth. Yeah. And I'm not convinced of the Oilers' depth. And I'm very convinced of Vancouver's depth. It showed in game one. And I think it'll show in the series in Calgary. And I'm interested to see the game tonight. But before we do that, I really want to talk about Vancouver's yes. 0 for yeah. whatever power play.
0: Yes, that that's a big a big deal in the first couple of games, and you look at what uh, Edmonton Oilers did. Um, they won it on their power play in the second game.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, well, and the Canucks just, had multiple chances on the power play and never, yeah. never did. Uh, well,
1: well, well. People forget that while the Oilers had the number one power play in the in the league, they mentioned this last night. I didn't realize this. Vancouver was only five goals behind Edmonton. Yeah in power play goals. So pretty comparable. The difference was that Edmonton also had the number one penalty kill or the second best penalty kill, yeah. something like that. Like they, Dave Tippett is a master at defending, a master. That guy, when it comes to those sorts of things, they just, they're bought in lock, stock and barrel. And, and what drove me nuts about Vancouver's power play, first of all, I don't understand why they keep, they have so much success with Pedersen on the right face off dot or the, you know, the lower face off dot, when, when they're going, when they're shooting on the right, um, on your screen Um, and apologize for that cough. Um, It blows me away that they keep switching him and Besser and they look awkward. They don't shoot. They, you know, kind of just, they, they take a pass and they look to make a play instead and but when pd's on the other side and Brock's on the other side, then they're cocked and they're loaded and they're ready to go. And and I just I don't understand why the coaching staff thinks that that's a good system because it throws their momentum off completely. And by the time they get to their fourth power play and they switch it up, well, nothing's been happening. And the other team's in a groove and they're feeling like you're not going to score on us. Yeah, you got to hit them hard and heavy right away. And again. This goes back to, I don't, we talked about this in the last year's playoffs. I would still do it here. I know it sounds callous. I know it sounds evil. I don't mean it to be fire the puck, and If you break a guy's jaw or you break his wrist or whatever, that's his problem for getting in front of it. That's a hazard of the job. It's a job yeah. hazard. And, um, uh, I th- I think that I think that it is really important that Vancouver just get back to those basics. Let just tell Petey it doesn't matter. I know you're the nicest guy in the world, and he really is. His mm-hmm. parents did such a good job with him. He is like one of you can tell he's one of the best human beings you'll ever meet in your life. And and you know um, if only we all could be as as kind and loving as that guy is, right? Yeah. But. Um, this is ridiculous to put him on a wing where he's just there's no they've never really had success swapping them on those wings and so
0: I just I don't get it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I mean, when we had uh, Besser and Pedersen, you yeah, got they're both opposite shots. Why isn't it, it? It just seems like it's like we say, earlier, it's not rocket science. And I don't understand why that seems to be so hard to understand to do yeah. in the game well, well, it's not well, like well
1: you know what it's it's sorry Matt you know what it sets simple. up for them too this is the other problem where where else did Vancouver have success on their power play they had success on the pinball right on the yeah. on the arm where it's down low back out like it does you don't need JT Miller to make that pass you can do it with Nils Hoglander you could do it with Adam Goddard. you could yeah. you could put they were doing it with with Tanner Pearson last year right and they had relative yeah. success on on centering it to Bo Horvath. and when you swap those two on those off wings, now you can shut that down because that's what they're trying to set up. That's what they're really trying to set up, is that's that's that play. But when you have to defend Pedersen's or Besser's shot, that's a way better because it spreads yeah. out their def- it spreads out the penalty killers. It opens it up for Horvat, and then it's very easy for Besser to get that puck down low, right? And yeah. and it forces them to defend more um versus and what i mean by that is it is it forces them to commit to those um those setup plays versus the one trick pony which which yeah. the others were doing great at i mean the cross ice passes were killing me because they didn't have zip on them like i i don't know petterson needs new sticks because he broke the other two but he had i think two cross ice passes that were just easily picked off and then cleared right yeah. like he's and he's like he zings that puck and that's how he has to fire that puck across the ice there. He's got to just zing that thing. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, what's going to have to change. Uh, it's only two games, so no panic button yet, but I, uh, you know, the power play has to be a difference in a lot of games and the Canucks have the personnel to do it. And that has to change high uh, in the coming coming are they're, they're they're
1: too good for it to not change oh, that's just it they're, they're, okay. they're de- their team is too good they're too talented and um they're too talented and uh you know eventually they'll 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 break out of it i have no problem i have no qualms about that.
0: yeah agreed and uh we'll see how what adjustments they make to the power play in uh, the game tonight which uh is gonna be i'm <laughs> gonna see a lot of familiar faces in tonight's game uh Chris Tanev, Jacob Markstrom, Josh Levo, uh, are going to be playing, and uh, I don't know who the starter will be in goal for the Canucks. I I'd go with Thatcher Demko because you're going mono, you know, against backup against starter uh, from last year, which will be kind of cool to see. But um, seems like I from the last be, lineup, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, I suspect Holtby will
1: get in. Um, I just, you know, you mentioned that list, and and the, you know, what came to mind. Oh yeah. Old aging veterans that are on their last legs. Like that's, that's what came to my mind. Right. And I, and I don't think that that's an unfair comment. And I know Calgary had some, some relative success against Winnipeg in their game one. Um, You know, I watched that game. They, they, you know, Matthew Kachak looks good. I think you can safely say Johnny Goudreau looks a little motivated. Um, I'm a little surprised at Winnipeg. I gotta be honest. I thought they could play a little better than they did, but um, Mm. overall um, I'm not, I, I I think it'll be a fun game tonight. And um, I think, but I think Vancouver is going to be prepared and ready. I think this is an important game for them. Now Um, these bounce back games where teams, where teams lose a game and come back, man, that's, that's going to be, those are the ones that you want to watch to see the medal of a team, right? How are they going to come back from that? How are they going to, respond rebound and you don't yeah. have you don't have a different team you're playing and th- this is why i'm saying like we're going to see very close 500 records on most teams this year because yeah. this is exact unless you're the chicago blackhawks and you just you're playing the tampa bay lightning um and you're without your top two centers and taves and kirby docks like it's it's a big it's a big yeah. it's <laughs> a big task for them right and yeah and 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 you know so anyways the bottom line is is you know, you're going to see a lot, a 500 record. And we saw it last night, again, Ottawa Senators. I mean, you know, it wasn't just a a win against the Leafs. I mean, they, they kicked them, they kicked them. and, And Austin Matthews is struggling now, right. Through two games, through two games. So, you know, um, it's, it, this is, you, you have to be going. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of this season too, will be the overreacting, uh, more than, more than, uh, normal i think uh like we've already seen the first game was all roses and now we're we're people are panicking canucks aren't what they i mean i it, it's going to be up and down all season not like it hasn't been in the past that way but i think this will be just more uh prevalent uh than you know than before yep yeah, i agree with you i, I have yeah. nothing to add to that so i mean uh for for tonight's game let's go through our uh we did in the playoffs before was the keys to the game let's do that uh awesome i victory. love
1: it yeah so i think i think for vancouver the keys to the victory uh, in this case i think um they're you know they're, they're power play number one they got to get going they the flames will take some penalties i think their defense is a little slower um and the opportunities will be there for them and i think that they can take advantage of that but they need to get moving again if Vancouver's power play was going against Edmonton in game 2 that's probably a tie game and maybe it's a shootout victory right yeah. um or shootout loss whatever it is um they're going to have to get the power play going number 1 um number 2 uh, i think that patterson has got to get going like i know these are obviouses but <laughs> these are the obviouses that stand out patterson's got some points right but at the end of the day they kind of need him to be a leader and they have to, you know, um, work on that. And then uh, uh, finally, uh, I think the third key for them is going to be um, the the depth on the defense. And what I mean by that is, we know Quinn Hughes and Nate Schmidt. I mean, they've been, Nate Schmidt's been phenomenal. I know we didn't even talk about him, but my God, that guy, yeah. he's a godsend. What an upgrade from Chris Tanev. Yeah, you know, honestly. <laughs> Um, and again, I think you'll love, an upgrade on, on Troy Stetcher. No offense to Troy Stetcher. Um, Cause Troy, obviously from, you know, Troy's an amazing guy, but um, that third line defensive pairing needs to be, needs to get Travis's Travis green, the coach's confidence that he can put them out there against um, because I think the flames have more depth than the Oilers had. And so I think this will be a much bigger test on that defense and specifically that third pairing, they're going to have to elevate their game.
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree with that one for sure. Um, first key for me as, uh, you know, Brayden has doesn't uh, face the Calgary Plains very often, but uh, he's got to be as good as the first game when he played against Edmonton because he was pretty solid. I think uh, Holpe's got to be the same as what he did in the first game. Um, I'm going to echo the... The Pedersen comment, same thing. Pedersen's got to be, yeah, that leader, um, get some better sticks, uh, (laughs) so that it'll break, because uh, he had some pretty good chances there. Um, And then, uh, yeah, finally is the power play as well, because I think that's a huge deal. It has to be, it has to score some goals. Um, It was threatening at times against Edmonton, but I think it's got to be it's got to be more well executed, and for Travis Green to use the second unit more, because I think the first unit was playing a lot more. I think he's got to use the second. I think he will once JT Miller's back, because he'll have be able to put Hoglinder onto that second unit, and uh, you're going to have that more, I think. Uh, but, yeah, the power play is definitely a key to this game as well.
1: Yeah, I I agree, actually. I think that power play comment's a really good one in terms of um, the second. I mean, they've said that that first unit's going to see, like, a minute and a half, but I – I don't like that personally. I I know a lot of teams do that. I don't really like that. I I like it when you, when you switch it up a bit, if you're going to do that, right. Do go do it for like a minute, unless you don't, if you don't have sustained pressure or they clear it, switch off like at the 45 second mark and let the other team, let your second unit get on. And you know, if they can sustain some pressure, great. But if, and then when you get back to 30 seconds, put that top line out again. Yeah. Like that that's maybe switch it up a bit and, and force them because they're line matching, right? And and if you only put out those those units, right, it's it's gonna be a little harder and, and they won't be as you know, you, you, you want them to tire out the the defense. So um yeah, I think that's a great
0: comment, dude. Yeah, so uh just to finish off, let's get a, a prediction for the game. I uh, we'll go with uh <laughs> we will go with uh, the first goal who's going to score the first goal for the Canucks and uh, Oh, I
1: I I I think in yeah. this case, I think in this case I think you're going to see um Jake get his first of the year. I think he's, you know, remember he's a former Calgary Hitman. I think I think he's going to yeah. be challenged and you know, we'll see how he responds, but I'll 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 say Jake gets the first goal for Vancouver.
0: I'm going to go with uh Hogliner since he has second. I was yeah. first I was You first, love the him. First one. Love you love guy. him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. right. I said, I said, predict that Hall Gunnarsson scores first NHL goal. And look what he did. So, yeah, yeah, you were. So we'll see if I'm uh, right again. I said that for the second game I was going to score again, but he had a couple. What do you, what do you think the score is going to be? <laughs> I think we're going, this is going to be a tight one. I think it's going to be two Two one. one two, one, two, one.
1: I say it's going to be five, four in a shootout for Vancouver.
0: Ooh, high scoring.
1: Yeah, I think All it's right. there's going to be scoring. I, I I again, I'm I'm not convinced and I know this sounds weird because this body of work says otherwise, but I'm not convinced of Jacob Markstrom. Um hmm. again, I'm more convinced of Ian Clark. And again, you, the, 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 that's why I have zero issues like I don't know if goaltending unless it really gets really bad for Vancouver will ever be a key of the game for me because I don't think Vancouver like we forget how bad it used to be in the Vancouver market yeah, for goaltending. True. We we forget how horrible it was and we could never get a number one and we went through Felix Potvin and Sean <laughs> Burke and you know it's just the the list Dan Cloutier and it's just the list never ended and when we finally got um Louis right uh Luongo yeah. he 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 stabilized that you know right after that was Ryan Miller who was really solid and then it's led right to Markstrom and and again Ian Clark's been with all of them throughout their throughout their careers, helping them. And you know, I, I would give that guy a lifetime guaranteed <laughs> contract. I I wouldn't let him go of, of anybody. I would never let him go.
0: Yeah, well, that's one guy the Canucks can't uh, can't lose because uh, you look at the drop off. That uh, nothing against Jason LaBarbera in Calgary, but it's a pretty big uh-huh. drop off between Colton. It, it uh, is,
1: yeah. They're talking about Dom, Dom, uh, Dominguez uh, or Dominga. Uh, yeah. Backing up uh, Markstrom tonight, too, which I find very interesting. Yeah. Was, David Riddick. Riddick. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, go from going from a starter to being the third. That's yeah. a little, a little interesting. That's for sure. Maybe that tells you where Calgary's goaltending has been the last few years, how bad it actually has been.
0: Yeah. I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah. yeah yep. Riddick was supposed to be the future, but uh, well, yep. not so much, I guess. Um, no. But yeah. So the game's going to be fun. And, it's not a back-to-back. They'll be playing on Monday, so there will be a day between. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun series to, uh, to watch. Uh, some former Canucks going at it.
1: Yeah, uh, I'll be interested to see. I know um, someone was lamenting about Levo today. I mean, geez, if you think Josh, Josh Levo could be an answer to depth on your, <laughs> on your team, I, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. I I, I I really don't like. I understand why you wanted Tyler to Foley and everything. You, you, listen, do you? Does anybody really think the Canucks planned on not having Miller on this road trip to start the season this way? And now we're scared about depth. Okay, this is going to happen to every team. So to sit here and and cry about it and make a big deal about it, I think is ridiculous. This is going to happen to every team. Some teams like look look at Florida and Dallas right now going through complete yeah. COVID protocols and 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 everything so you know like like just relax people like literally literally relax the connects do not have depth problems they do not have depth issues no. they have more than enough depth they have more than enough improvement from within again we forget that pod colson will be joining the team yeah, in april yeah so
0: so like just relax I to mention that G- too yeah, yeah we G- got to have pod colson coming in <laughs> JT Miller.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put him on that third line. Like there it's everything is fine. Relax. They'll mm-hmm. get through it. I just, I just love these, these one game warriors that take one game and all of a sudden they extrapolate an entire season off of it. Right. And, and so far in the NHL. So let's use you love you again. This is a good, this is a good way to, to talk about it and help help people, you know, I hope people like this and understand this. Levy looked good in his game against the Wild. He looked good in his first game against the Oilers. He's looked good through the, you know, the, through the scrimmages and stuff. And he has one subpar game and you got a member of the media saying he's not going to stay on the roster longer. Well, who, <laughs> who else would you put in? How's he going to get better if you're always pulling him out? How yeah. the hell is he supposed to get better and adjust to the NHL if you, oh, well, we got to put in, uh, you know, someone else, like, come on man
0: yeah
1: we, give yeah, me a break in. like well if if anyone it would be rathbone but i mean really right now no offense but i would rather put rathbone in for hammondick because hammondick yeah. clearly missing training camp it clearly showed um in in that in his
0: first game yeah uh, second game was a little better but uh yeah that's that's the thing and uh like rathbone is going to be a hell of a defenseman that is another favorite of mine but uh has not been bad um he had some issues like every rookie defenseman does every defenseman in general has some of those issues sometimes and we don't crap all over you know all of a sudden uh you know nate schmidt got bodied by connor mcdavid on that last second goal Yeah, have has anyone gone crazy about? Oh, Nate Schmidt's a horrible defenseman. It's a horrible acquisition. No. Well,
1: and you got a full body work there, right? You got a full body work with Nate Schmidt. But but the thing with Ole Olevi is, but then why would you just take one game like that? And he wasn't even a bad game. He just he 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 just you know wasn't as good as we've seen him in the other two games and and you're calling for him to be to be pulled from the lineup that just makes no sense i'm sorry i w- I, I just it makes literally zero sense to make a comment mm-hmm. like that and i to be perfectly honest it just it, at some point you wonder if some people just have biases because right now the division is playing out like we thought yeah. although if i was montreal i'd be very concerned right now you just gave your best shot to toronto and you still lost in overtime
0: yeah Right.
1: And what, remember we said about Ottawa, like we think Ottawa is going to be pretty good. We think they actually have some, some, you know, they're like a, you know, member. I didn't think that they would lose the, I didn't think they'd finish last. And I mean, they spanked Toronto last night. They had a yeah. three, it was in six, they scored three goals in six minutes and blew the game open. And that was the end of that game. Like, you know, Stutzler <laughs> looked pretty good. Like I, I don't know, the division seems to be playing out the way we kind of expected. I, I'm a little disappointed in Winnipeg. That was that's my call. And a lot of people have picked them to be like second last or something, and they actually may be last. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little concerned for Winnipeg right now because I I, I didn't like that they just looked very disinterested in their game against Calgary. And so you know, so going into the Canucks game tonight you wonder if calgary will have a lulled sense of you know we can just go out and do the same things we did last game and vancouver comes out and says okay let's let's just really give it to these guys like there, there's a lot at play but yeah i think it'll be high scoring five four shootout win vancouver
0: i actually hope that's the case too i don't like defensive uh crazy battles like that sometimes so at that well be if, it, the, goalies heads, if the goalies stand on their heads
1: though if the goalies stand on their heads that's good. different right <laughs> yeah exactly but but I don't, again, I don't have faith in Marstrom because he doesn't have Ian Clark. And we know that Marstrom lets in early goals. And, yeah, you know, so I know he didn't against, uh, against the Jets, but we'll see. We'll see tonight. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So uh, go Canucks, go.
0: Come go
1: Canucks, go.